It's Dramatic Listening, the podcast where you learn English by listening to radio plays. I'm your host and teacher, Wendy Lambert. Today in Dramatic Listening, episode 32, DL032, we're coming to the climax of the story, and of course, then also to the ending. We're in scene four of our story, The Gambler, and I've named this episode Just an Indian. You'll remember in our last episode, Chester rode out to warn Marshal Matt Dillon that Ascom had indeed followed him out to Cass's place. He's in the vicinity, just waiting for Matt to leave. Cass has been questioned, and Matt is still quite sure Cass is an innocent man. Ascom's motive is still unknown. In today's episode, we come to the confrontation between Ascom and Cass. We find out about a situation in the past that Cass had dismissed from his mind. He considered it unimportant and of no consequence. He didn't think that anything would ever come of it. It was a situation he thought he could simply forget about. But Askham didn't see it that way. Listen to their argument and try to understand both sides before you decide who's right and who's wrong. Understandably, emotions were running high that day. So the situation didn't end up in a peaceful negotiation. But fortunately, Matt Dillon was there to stop Askham from killing Cass and Cass from killing Askham. We're going to get to the story in a few minutes, but first we have 20 key words to learn. Our first is the phrase, I've got you covered. I've got you covered means my gun is trained on you. My gun is aimed at you. I've got you covered. Word number two, underestimate. My guess of what you were capable of doing was too low. I underestimated. Digu in Chinese, or Ken Ching, underestimate. Word number three, holster. Put your gun away in the leather case that hangs from your belt to holster your gun. Now this leather case on your belt is, is also called a holster, but here it's being used as a verb to put your gun away in the holster. To holster. Word number four, pistol. Pistol. A pistol is a small handgun. Shouqiang. Pistol. Word number five, notion. Notion. A notion is an idea. It's what one has in their mind. It's a plan. A notion. Xiangfa or Nianto. Notion. Word number six, 
kill somebody in cold blood. To kill someone and not feel any guilt or remorse. Tsansha or Tsanku de Shanghai in Chinese. To kill someone in cold blood. Word number seven, plead, plead. Now, plead means beg, but in the legal sense of this word, if you're pleading in court, then you're replying to a charge in a court of law. You've been told what your crime is, the charge, and you plead either innocent or guilty. To plead, da bien. To plead innocent, to try to defend yourself, bien bai. And to plead guilty, to admit your guilt, ren zui. To plead. Word number eight, self-defense. Self-defense is to act in a way to look after yourself, to harm someone else because you had to in order to protect yourself. Zi wei xing wei, self-defense. Word number nine, track down. Track down. To track down means to investigate and find out somebody's whereabouts. Where are they? Zhui cha in Chinese. It means to search and follow somebody. Zhui shun or shun tang mo gua. That Chinese idiom that means follow the vine to get to the melon. So in other words, track someone down by following clues track down. Word number 10, servant. A servant is a person who's hired to do household or personal duties, such as cleaning and cooking. Puren. So a, a servant is getting paid for their work. Servant. Word number 11, jostle. Jostle. This word is spelled J-O-S-T-L-E, but we don't pronounce that T, jostle. Jostle means to bump somebody or something and make it unstable for a moment. It can also mean to elbow and push one's way in, stick your elbows out and force your way through a crowd. Jijin chu, or push and shove, tui tui ji ji to jostle. Word number 12, take somebody's part. This means the same as take somebody's side, to be partial to them, to be more in agreement with them than the other guy. Take someone's part, tan hu. Ni bia tan hu ta. Don't take sides with him. Don't take his part. Word number 13, count. Count or consider. To count as valid, to be considered valid. Um, part of the total number. Zuo shu. And if something doesn't count, it doesn't count as important.
Shu Bushang or Buswan Shu. Count. Word number 14, headstone. Headstone. A headstone is a gravestone. It marks where somebody is buried. They've died and they've been put in the ground. They're buried there. We want to remember where they are, so we put up a headstone. Mushur, headstone. Word number 15, blast, blast. To blast is to shoot a spray of pellets. Shirji ipun tiesha. Blast. Word number 16, shotgun. A shotgun is a gun with a barrel that's 20 inches long, about 50 centimeters long. It shoots pellets from cartridges. Chinese is sandan qiang. So if you use a shotgun, then you will blast somebody with pellets. Word number 17, had something coming. If you had something coming to you, then you've gotten what you deserved. So you've gotten the punishment, you've gotten uh, some bad consequences that you deserved for doing something wrong. To deserve blame, 就罪有应得, or to have oneself to blame, 就有自觉, to have something coming to you. Word number 18, faint, faint. Faint means to fall unconscious, to not be aware of anything that's going on around you. You might faint if you're in a lot of pain. You might faint from sudden fear. Faint. Hundao. Faint. Word number 19. Gamble. Gamble. Here it's used as a noun. A gamble is a risk. Maoxian. A gamble. And word number 20, frontier. Frontier is the borderland of a country. Bianjing or Bianjiang in Chinese. Frontier. That's it for our key words, but there's actually another 15 words that you might want to learn even before listening to today's lesson. Today's lesson is quite an involved part of the play. So learning these key words and the supplementary words first could definitely help you out. So go to my website, uh, www.dramaticlistening.com slash DL032. You can also study these words on Quizlet if you speak Chinese. There are English-Chinese flashcards there. Remember to, first of all, make your Quizlet account. Go to quizlet.com and then 
go back to my website or type in www.dramaticlistening.com slash quizlet and that's the invitation code to get into dramatic listening class on Quizlet. That link again is available in my show notes at dramaticlistening.com. So that is it for today's new words. Let's listen now to scene four of The Gambler. Scene four is about six and a half minutes long. Hold it, Ascom. You're covered. Don't make a move. Where'd you come from? I'll just take that gun. Chester. Yes, sir? <laughs> My mistake, Marshal. I guess I underestimated you. I guess you did, Ascom. Chester, get the horses and we'll get out of here. Jim, I told you to stay in the house. A man comes to kill me, I gotta ask him why. Just holster your pistol, Matt. This scatter gun will keep him quiet. Now, wait a minute, Jim. like I say, Matt. You too, Chester. Mr. Dillon? All right, Chester. Maybe I'd like to hear this, too. Yeah, but I don't like the look in his face. All right. Now, mister. My name is Jim Cass. You tell me yours. Ask him. Clint, ask him. I'm supposed to know you? No. We ever met? No. But you got the notion to kill me? Then I'll do it. Not while you're looking down this gun... Now you're going to tell me why. Talk, mister. You killed my best friend. Without reason or sense. In cold blood. Well, that's a lie. I never killed no man. Jameson Cass of Kansas Territory. On the night of June 12th, two years ago, in a barroom on the Cincinnati waterfront. You pleaded self-defense and they let you go. Only it wasn't self-defense. It's taken me two long years to track you down. But that was an Indian. That was a Delaware Indian. He was my servant and he was my friend. The best friend I ever had. He was as good a man as you are, or any other white man. Jim, is this true? Well, Matt, ain't nothing to kill an Indian, you know that. You had no reason. Well, he, he jostled me and bothered me. Had no right being there at all with white men. Oh, I'll kill you with my bare hands. Stand back Ask now. Ask him. You're still taking his part, Marshal. You hate Indians, too. No, Ask him. I hate killing of any kind. But Indians don't count. Is that it? If it had been my friend, I'd probably feel like you do. Eh? Not this murder. Ask him, did you ever think maybe Jim's got a reason for the way he feels, too? 
A reason? What reason? Well, out here, there are plenty who feel this way. The situation's different. Indians aren't all like your Delaware. You take a look up there behind the house. That little grass plot with the flowers and the three headstones. Now, those are Cass's reasons. His wife and his two kids. And Kyle was put them there. Now, I don't hold with what Cass did, but... What you're doing is no better. I don't care what his reason is. I come here to kill him. I'm going to do it. Ask him. All right, Mr. Indian lover, you will get your chance. Give him back his gun. Now, Jim. Stand back, Matt. This is between him and me. You stay out of it. Give him the gun, Chester. No, Chester. Jim, can't you see that I you're see making... I he ain't going to be satisfied short of blood. Well... Now, I ain't either. Now, wait a minute, Stand Jim. Back, Matt. I'd hate to have to blast you. Use your head, Jim. Man comes to kill me. It's him or me. Mr. Dillon, that's a shotgun. Stay back, I told you. Put it down, Jim. Matt, I won't be stopped. Mr. Dillon, look out. Jim. Matt, I... I should have known you was faster than me. I'm sorry, Jim. Oh, you had to. But I, I figured I had to, too. Chester, give me your kerchief. Oh, here, Marshal. Take mine. No. Uh, ask him. Maybe I had this coming. I never thought much about that Indian... Maybe I should have. You be quiet, Jim, and lie still. Marshal, I... Marshal, I'm sorry I caused this. It's a little late to be sorry, isn't it, Ask him. Now, why don't you get out of here? All right, I'm going. Uh, Matt. Is he dead? No, no, he just fainted. Chester, ride into town and get Doc out here as fast as you can. Will you let me get him, Marshal? least I can do. All right, ask him. Go ahead, but hurry. Mr. Dillon, you think he'll really bring Doc back? Yeah, Chester, he'll bring him back. My, you took an awful chance with that cousin shotgun. Well, it was a gamble, Chester. Yeah, but one you could have lost. Well, maybe you better read me a sermon on the evils of gambling. beginning again. It's time for the walkthrough. Matt and Chester watch for Ascom. As soon as he comes up to the house, they take him by surprise and arrest him. Matt says, hold it, Ascom. You're covered. Hold it. Wait. Manger or stop. Tingger. You're covered. My gun is aimed right at you. 
Askam admits that he had underestimated Matt Dillon. His guess of what Matt was capable of doing had been too low, digu or kanqing. Matt was able to do so much more. So Matt was able to take him by surprise. Matt plans to take Askam back to Dodge and put him in jail. But Cass speaks up. He wants to talk to Askam first and find out what this was all about. He tells Matt to holster his pistol. Holster, put it back in the leather holster, the leather case that's hanging from your belt. And the pistol is a small handgun, Chang. So he's saying, put your gun back in the holster. Put it away, Matt. Matt doesn't need his gun because Cass has his scatter gun, his shotgun, aimed at Askham. Matt and Chester both put their guns away because they want to hear what both Askham and Cass have to say. Cass wants to know why Askham has a notion to kill him. Why do you have this idea? What is this that you have gotten in your mind to do? Notion or xiangfa or nianto. Askam says it's more than just a notion. It's not just some passing idea. He really will do it. Cass reminds him that his gun is aimed at him, so he can't kill him now. So finally, Askam tells him why. He says Cass killed his best friend. It wasn't an accident either. He killed him in cold blood. It was a terrible murder, and Askam doesn't feel guilty about it. Tsansha is a terrible, brutal murder. Cass says it's a lie. He says, I never killed no man. The double negative, both the word never and no, make his statement very strong. This isn't standard English, but a lot of people do say it. Askham reminds Cass of the court case two years before. He killed a man in a bar room. In court, he pleaded self-defense. He listened to the charge of murder and he pleaded da bien. He pleaded that he was innocent because it was self-defense. So bien bai, he said, I'm innocent. I'm not pleading guilty. That would be ren zui. He says, no, I, I killed him, but it was self-defense. So he pled self-defense. He said, I acted in self-defense, zuwei xingwei. I had to kill him to protect myself. The court believed Cass and let him go free. But Askham could not accept this decision. It took him two years, but he tracked Cass down.
He tracked him down. He investigated and found out whereabouts Cass lives. Cha. So he searched and he followed those clues and he knows that Cass is in this area and now he's talking right to him. So he's tracked him down. Cass can't believe that this old court case matters. It was just an Indian, he says. Askham corrects him. He was a Delaware Indian. The Delaware are another Indian tribe, Megua de la Hua, Megua de la Huazu Indianren. The Delaware were a peaceful Indian group, very different from the Kiowa or Comanche. They were originally from New York, New Jersey, Long Island area in the Northeast. And when they met the white man, they signed agreements and uh, the government gave the Indians three million acres of land. They later took it away from them, most of it, and forced them to move. So the Delaware moved south and west, pushed away by the white man. So they moved into Ohio and then later into Indiana, Missouri, and Kansas, and finally into Indian Territory. So Askham says he was Delaware. He was from a peaceful tribe, and he was my servant and my friend. He was his servant. He worked for him. Tadapuran. Matt asks, Jim, is this true? And Cass answers, why, Matt, it ain't nothing to kill an Indian. You know that. He starts his answer with, why, Matt? It shows that he's surprised at Matt for even asking this question. Once again, we have a double negative, ain't, and the word nothing. Ain't means is not. It is not nothing. Um, it isn't anything would be standard English, but this shows in his dialect of English a very strong statement. Around Dodge City, there was no punishment for killing an Indian. No one called it murder. The Indians were seen as less than human. Askham says, you had no reason to which Jim Cass gives his reason. He says, he jostled me and bothered me. He had no right being there at all with white men. He jostled him, he bumped into him, perhaps with his elbow, perhaps he was pushing his way through a crowd and Jim Cass didn't like that. And he realized, hey, this guy that pushed me is an Indian. He shouldn't even be here with these white people. So he says he had no right. A right is something that a person should be uh, morally or legally allowed to do. And he felt that an Indian had no right to be in this place for white men. Right is Chin or Chin Li. Jim Cass felt that the Indian had no right to be in that white man's bar drinking with white men. 
So Jim is very prejudiced against Indians. His answer angers Askam. He says, I'll kill you with my bare hands, meaning without a weapon, unarmed, barehanded, to show. Matt and Chester had already taken his gun away from him. Matt stops Askam. He doesn't stop Cass. So Askam says, you're still taking his part, Marshal. You're still taking his side. You agree with him more than me. You don't like Indians either. To take sides is ten who. Matt says he's not taking sides with anyone. He doesn't like killing of any kind. Askham still thinks Matt sides with Cass. He says, but Indians don't count. Isn't that right, Marshal? Askham thinks Matt's view is that Indians don't matter. They don't count as important. Shu Bushang or Buswan Shu. Matt shows Askham he understands. It was personal for Askham. The Indian was his friend. Matt says if it had been his friend, he would feel the same as Askham. Askham feels understood by Matt, but not by Cass. He calls Cass a murderer, a person who intentionally kills another person. He committed murder, a murderer, Xiong Shou, or Sharon Fan. Matt wants Askham to understand Jim's point of view. He says that plenty of people in the western part of the U.S. feel the same way as Jim. Plenty means many, lots of people. Dayo Renzai, lots of other people like him. The Delaware Indians in the east are peaceful, but out here in the west, the Kiowa and Comanche Indians like to fight. For Jim Cass, it's even more personal than that. Matt says, see that grassy spot up there on the hill? A spot is a small place, a small piece of land. He says, there are three headstones there headstone or gravestone, a marker where somebody is buried, musher. Those headstones are Cass's reasons for not liking Indians. Those headstones mark the graves of his wife and two children. The Kiowa Indians killed his family. Matt goes on to say, I don't hold with Jim. I don't hold with him. I don't believe, I don't think, I don't feel the same way he does. I don't have the same opinion with him. I don't really identify with him. Rending, to hold with. He goes on to say, but what you're doing is no better. When Cass killed the Delaware Indian, He probably felt like he was getting even with the Indians for killing his family. Now Askham wants to kill Cass to get even. 
It's really the same thing, the same kind of hate. But Askham doesn't want to understand. He came to kill Jim Cass, and he's still determined to do it. Cass agrees to a gunfight to settle it. It's better to face your enemy than to always be afraid he'll be back someday to sneak up and kill you from behind. Cass tells Chester to give the gun back to Askham, but Matt tells Chester not to do it. So now the fight is between Cass and Matt, not Cass and Askham. Matt has gotten in his way. Cass warns Matt to stand back. He says, I'd hate to have to blast you. I'd hate to have to spray you with a shower of bullets from my gun, pellets from my gun. Chester warns Matt that Cass has a shotgun aimed at him that shotgun with the 50-centimeter barrel that shoots pellets, Sandanchung. We hear two gunshots. It's Cass, not Matt, who gets hit. Matt is quick with the gun, but he didn't shoot to kill. Cass is wounded. He's hurt. Matt needs to tie up the gunshot wound with a kerchief, a square piece of cloth that might be worn on the head, but the cowboys wore them tied around their neck. Tojin, a kerchief. Askham starts to help. He gives Matt his kerchief. Then Cass admits to Askham, I guess I had this coming to me. He says, I've gotten what I deserved. Cass finally saw it from Askham's point of view and said, I deserve this. Then Jim fainted. He fell unconscious. Matt told Chester to ride into town to get the doctor, but Askham volunteered to go. Matt believed the two men had come to an understanding and that he could now trust Askham to truly go for help. Chester tells Matt, You took an awful chance with that cussed shotgun. Cussed means cursed, or darn, or damn. Beidzu joda, or geisede. Matt admits that it was a gamble. It was a risk. Maoshin. He was taking a chance. This is another use of the word gamble. There's no money involved, but sometimes we gamble with our lives. Matt could have lost the gamble. He could have gotten shot, perhaps killed. He jokingly says to Chester, maybe you should preach me a sermon on the evils of gambling. He's just joking, though. I don't think Matt feels that he did the wrong thing. Well, that's it for our walkthrough. Let's listen to scene four again.
out, yeah. Now, wait a minute. There he is. Yeah. All right, you stay here. I'm going on up. All right, Jerry. All right, hold it, Ascom. You're covered. Don't make a move. Where'd you come from? I'll just take that gun. Chester. Yes, sir. <laughs> My mistake, Marshal. I guess I underestimated you. I guess you did, Ascom. Chester, get the horses and we'll get out of here. Jim, I told you to stay in the house. A man comes to kill me, I gotta ask him why. Just holster your pistol, Matt. This scatter gun will keep him quiet. Now, wait a minute, Chester. Like I say, Matt. You too, Chester. Mr. Dillon? All right, Chester. Maybe I'd like to hear this, too. Yeah, but I don't like the look in his face. All right, now, mister. My name is Jim Cass. You tell me yours. Ask him. Clint, ask him. I'm supposed to know you? No. We ever met? No. But you got the notion to kill me? Then I'll do it. Not while you're looking down this gun. Now you're going to tell me why. Talk, mister. You killed my best friend. Without reason or sense. In cold blood. Well, that's a lie. I never killed no man. Jameson Cass of Kansas Territory. On the night of June 12th, two years ago, in a bar room on the Cincinnati waterfront. You pleaded self-defense and they let you go. Only it wasn't self-defense. It's taken me two long years to track you down. But that was an Indian. That was a Delaware Indian. He was my servant and he was my friend. The best friend I ever had. He was as good a man as you are, or any other white man. Jim, is this true? Well, Matt, ain't nothing to kill an Indian, you know that. You had no reason. Well, he, he jostled me and bothered me. Had no right being there at all with white men. Oh, I'll kill you with my bare hands. Stand back Ask now. Ask him. You're still taking his part, Marshal. You hate Indians, too. No, Ask him. I hate killing of any kind. But Indians don't count. Is that it? If it had been my friend, I'd probably feel like you do. Eh? Not this murder. Ask him, did you ever think maybe Jim's got a reason for the way he feels, too? A reason? What reason? Well, out here there are plenty who feel this way. The situation's different. Indians aren't all like your Delaware. You take a look up there behind the house. That little grass plot with the flowers and the three headstones. Now, those are Cass's reasons. His wife and his two kids... And Kyle was put in there. Now, I don't hold with what Cass did, but what you're doing's no better. I don't care what his reason is. I come here to kill him. I'm going to do it. Ask him. All right, Mr. Indian lover, you will get your chance. Give him back his gun. Now, Jim. Stand back, Matt. This is between him and me. You stay out of it. Give him the gun, Chester. No, Chester. Jim, can't you see that I you're see making... I he ain't going to be satisfied short of blood. Well, now I ain't either. Now, wait a minute, Stand Jim. Back, Matt. I'd hate to have to blast you. Use your head, Jim. Man comes to kill me. It's him or me. Mr. Dillon, that's a shotgun. Stay back, I told you. Put it down, Jim. Matt, 
I won't be stopped. Mr. Dillon, look out. Jim? Uh, Matt, I... I should have known you was faster than me. I'm sorry, Jim. Oh, you had to. But I, I figured I had to, too. Chester, give me your kerchief. Here, Marshal. Take mine. Uh, Ask him. Maybe I had this coming. I never thought much about that Indian. Maybe I should have. You be quiet, Jim, and lie still. Marshal, I... Marshal, I'm sorry I caused this. It's a little late to be sorry, isn't it, Ask him? Now, why don't you get out of here? All right, I'm going. Uh, Matt. Is he dead? No, no, he just fainted. Chester, ride into town and get Doc out here as fast as you can. Will you let me get him, Marshal? Least I can do. All right, ask him. Go ahead, but hurry. Mr. Dillon... You think he'll really bring Doc back? Yeah, Chester, he'll bring him back. My, you took an awful chance with that cousin shotgun. Well, it was a gamble, Chester. Yeah, but one you could have lost. Well, maybe you better read me a sermon on the evils of gambling. <laughs> Now, William Conrad. You know, the frontier so its share of needless killings. But next week, Dodge City watches the most useless of all. Because of a bullet fired two months earlier, three men die. And that was the West. Gunsmoke, produced and directed by Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. The script was specially written for Gunsmoke by John Dunkel, with editorial supervision by John Meston. The music was composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Sound patterns by Tom Hanley and Bill James. Featured in the cast were Lawrence Dobkin and Ralph Moody. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Join us again next week for another specially transcribed story on Gunsmoke.
what do you think? When bad situations arise between two people who belong to differing cultural groups, language and cultural values can keep them from understanding each other. Because the negative situation is associated with these cultural differences, the bad feelings often get generalized to the whole cultural group. These generalizations about the other culture are not the whole picture and are usually only half-truths, but they spread and become the shared view of the other group. Even those who have no personal experience with the other culture pick up on these popular views. This is the nature of racism. Jim Cass had deeply personal reasons for hating Indians, but the bigger problem was that he had generalized his feelings to all Indians, not just to the ones who had killed his family, and not even just to the Kiowa tribe, but to all Indians. Through his confrontation with Askham, he finally saw how racist he had become. But change doesn't come easy. How much do you think this experience has changed Jim Cass? For instance, what do you think Jim will do the next time he sees an Indian in town? Please post your comments after my show notes at www.dramaticlistening.com slash DL032. I'd love to hear from you. Did you like this story? Can you think of a friend who might enjoy it? Let your friends know what you're listening to. Like us on Facebook, Google+, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. Hey, and speaking of Stitcher, have you listened to Dramatic Listening on Stitcher yet? Stitcher Radio On Demand is on demand and on the go. Listen anytime, anywhere. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory. Stream your favorite podcasts and control the speed. Create custom playlists. There are over 20,000 shows to discover. What? Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. Dramatic listening apps are available in iTunes and in the Amazon App Store for Android phones. You can also subscribe through the Libsyn Podbox app, which is available on Google Play for Android phones. These are all paid apps or free apps with in-app purchases. Either way, the cost is $1.99 US, that's about 60 New Taiwan dollars. And for that small one-time investment, you get a PDF transcript of the radio play with every episode. You can also subscribe to Dramatic Listening for free. You don't have to pay for an app. You just won't get the PDF transcript to read along. 
If you have an iOS device, you can subscribe for free in iTunes from Apple's podcast app. And if you have an Android phone, you can go to your favorite app store and get a podcast app. After installing it, you can subscribe to Dramatic Listening by typing the RSS feed into the podcast app. It's that easy. Well, that's all for this episode. The next episode will be up in two weeks. So bye for now and see you next time.